Hello, hope you're keeping well. Welcome again to the football show here on Belfast Live. Once again, that legendary Glentoran figure, Paul Lehman, is alongside me. And our special guest this week, well, he really is special. He's one of the great characters of the local game, Coleraine striker Owen Bradley, a man who could, could possibly win a League and Cup double. Owen? Check it. You're very welcome, Thank my you. son. Very relaxed there with a foot yeah. tucked up. And <laughs> it's been a very exciting times at Coleraine. That has been a very good year and I suppose to come to the business at the end of the year we're always looking forward to the next four or five games, the semi-final of the cup and the last lock of league game so it's good times and long may continue. And you have a special reason for wanting to get to that Irish Cup final? I to want it. To win it? But it would be your... I'll be my third in a row so I played I played two years ago for Glavin, last year with Coleraine and then hopefully after Saturday we'll be in another one so... Right. He's, uh, he's such a beast to play against. I have shin pads on today, by the way, he doesn't know <laughs> that. But uh, he would be a beast to play against. Yeah, I've played against him a few times when he was at Glen Avon and, and for Coleraine, and uh, you always knew you were in for a game when you're, you're up against Big Owen. He's a uh, 100% commitment and not afraid to put the foot in. And, but as a centre half, I, I probably enjoyed games like that when you were up against a competitive uh, person like Owen. But certainly, not just as he competitive, he's, he's, he's a hell of a player as well, and his goal record's uh, fantastic in this league. He certainly is. Right, let's look back to the games uh, last week. Uh, Monday night, Warren Point 1, Crusaders 4. An emphatic statement by the crews back at the top. Yeah, they're, they're back in the top and a little bit of pressure on them because they had four or five key players missing, Jackie, mm. and Stephen had to reshuffle the pack and play a few people out of position, but the, they've all come in, done really well for them, and they were professional on the night, and that man, Paul Heatley, they've always got a chance. He's, he's got a hat-trick on the night, tremendous from him. To me, he's the most exciting player in the Irish League, devastating hat-trick on Monday night. He's not a bad one. No, he's a good player, and Gavin White, another one. Absolutely. Very exciting. Uh, I was down at the Northern Ireland on the 21 match there. Iceland. Uh, Iceland on Monday night, and Gavin White was very good, so I'll tell you, he'll not be hanging about the league too long. I'm probably, probably deserve a chance across the water, so. But we'll have to deal with that next Tuesday night, yeah. you know. And you have to deal with the fact that uh, Crusaders won 4 1 back in top, not the result you wanted. No, we. We weren't really expecting Warren Point to do us a favour, it was more than hope, you know, but uh, we know it's going to come down to the last four or five games that we play Crusaders next Tuesday night and then we have to play the likes of Lundfield, Cliftonville and Glenavon again, so it's going to, there could be points go either way, so look, we'll just take one game at a time. Yeah, there could be a few twists along the way yet in the last five games. There could be, Jackie, and the game, everybody's talking about the game next Tuesday night because it's the top two playing against each other. At Seaview, Crusaders, yeah. Coleraine. Yeah, but I don't think it'll be one and lost on that night because, as Owen said, there's still big games against the Linfields, the Cliftonvilles, the Glen Adams, who are all trying to finish as high up the table as they possibly can, European places, and no teams will do any other team favours, Jackie. They're all out for themselves, and so, it's, it's, as Owen said, it's up to the individual teams to take every game as it comes, try and focus on each, each game at a time, and... You know, starting with that massive game next Tuesday, it should be a cracker. Five games last uh, Friday night. We'll start at the Coleraine Showgrounds. Coleraine 3, Carrick 2, and they made it tough for you. Well, it was a very tough game. It was a tough game to play in. Uh, we had missed a couple of chances, first 10 or 15 minutes, and penalty, and then they up the field and scored, put a wee bit of pressure on us. Whenever they scored, we kind of panicked for 10 minutes, but whenever we got the changing rooms at half-time, Warren kind of calmed everything down, and then in the second half, there was only going to be 1-1. We started very well. Josh Carson got an early goal in the second half. Yeah, he and got a couple on the night. He got a couple. He's, he's very good, Josh. He's having a good wee run of games at the minute. And uh, 
from then on. And they scored a goal after we went 3-1 up to bring it back to 3-2, but I think we were safe enough. You know, we I heard, uh, because it is a pressurised, it's the business end of the season, I heard the Coleraine maybe were a wee bit edgy, a wee bit nervous. They were, but people have to take into consideration that we've never been in that position before, a lot of our players, mm. you know, it's only between two teams now, as I say, we've, we've got Europe secured, which is good, but then we can go on and win the title, you know, so a lot of players have never been in that situation, but we coped all right, say, once we got in at half-time, and Orn and Winky and Trevor get talking to us and calmed a lot of boys down, the second half we were very good and professional. So. Yeah, it's nice that uh, Europe is secure in second place, at least, and two hundred and forty thousand pounds. I'll nearly pay your contract. <laughs> pay half it. <laughs> no, it's good. Uh, it's very good for the club. The club's in a good situation at the moment, and the supporters are very, have a very good fan base. And say, so long may continue. You know, Oran Kearney, the man a lot of people wanted out a couple of times over the last few years. He's certainly given them an answer. He's he's done an unbelievable <coughs> job, Jackie. When you look at where they were and, and where they're at now, and the squad of players that he's assembled there, he's done a fantastic job. Secured European football again for the second season. That makes all the difference for a club like Coleraine. Mm. That financial windfall that they get it, it enables Owen to uh, Owen to go and strengthen the the team again next season. But I've said it a few times in the show. He'll want a trophy in the cabinet now. Yeah. They've reached that level last year. They well, they would deserve close. it the way they've played. They this would season. because their record's been phenomenal. They've only won, lost one game all season. It's amazing. It is. So they'll be wanting to put a trophy in the cabinet, and they've got a fantastic chance. Yeah, the dressing room at the moment. Now, I know there are a few young players. Is it pressure or? Are people just enjoying the ride? No, I'd, I'd, I'd say it's more people just enjoying the ride. Like uh, the good thing that Owen's done, he's brought in a bit of experience along with the youth. You know what I mean? And yes. They combine very well. You know what I mean? And even from the board down, the likes of Colin and the, and Gray make a fee, Richard McFedridge, even Kyle and boys. They're all. They've all, there's no pressure on nobody, you know what I mean? It's just everybody's just having a good time and just going with it. As you say, it's a new situation. It's a new situation, and you don't know how you react, but then you can either do one thing, you can either keep going, or you can either go away and thank God we're keeping going, you know. Yeah, they certainly are digging in, aren't they? Mm, they are. Uh, Dun Swift's three, Glenavon, their woes continue, two. Not yeah. a good time. I think that's uh, five without a win, including the cup match. Yeah, it's poor form from Glenavon, and they looked to be having a great season before that. They were still in the Irish Cup, lost a lot all, and then their, their league form since then has been really poor as well. And That's something Gary will need to address, because they're sitting in third place at this moment in time, but Linfield's hot in their tails, they're only three points behind, and going into the split, they need to find better form and find it quickly, because the, the run of form's yeah, been poor. I mean, it's an amazing bad run in the, the league, and yet they still are third because the other teams below them are spluttering at times. Yeah, and they'll probably look at it both ways. It, it, if they had went on a, a better run of form, could they have caught Coleraine and, and Crusaders? You know, such as, because Glenavon's a good team on their day, they, they're capable of beating anyone, so it'll be a frustrating time for Gary, but going into the split now, you know, they've just got to regroup and try and pick up that earlier season form. Mm. Balnamallard 2, Linfield 2. Two draws in a row for Balnamallard. Harry McConkey lifted them. Yeah, Harry's come in, and I've spoken to a few people about Harry, and they say he's a, he's a really good coach and a really good guy, and he's come in there, and, and, and the players are liking what he's what he's doing, and he's got a couple of good draws there for them, and all of a sudden they've clawed the, the gap back on, on Carrick, and they've got a wee chance, an outside chance now, of, of, of catching Carrick. 
into the split now. There's some big games at the bottom there as well, but that's a really good point against Linfield because really it's a disappointing result for Linfield. They should be expected to go to Balna Mallard, pick up all three points. They failed to do that, but a massive point for Balna Mallard. Yeah, and Linfield continue to disappoint. They do, and it's again very frustrating for David. I think goals has been their, the key issue for Linfield mm. this season. They've never really. Andy Waterworth's been a stop start season for him. Paul Smith, obviously. Well, he missed the start of it. So yeah, like. but they've never really replaced. Paul Smith as well. We all know how well he's doing and the quality that he possesses. So I think goals has been the issue for Linfield, and they've, you know, defensively they're quite sound, but goals has been their issue, and they've dropped a lot of silly points, certainly at home, and they they should have done a lot better than what they've done this season. But they'll be just looking now to finish as high up the table as they possibly can. Just to digress for a moment, you mentioned Paul Smith there. What a goal he got in his debut for Northern Ireland. Did yeah. you see it? See it. Oh. Uh, it's great to see it. He's, Great wee player, and as Paul said there last year, he's a massive difference from Linfield team this year. Like last year he was doing things, just scoring goals out of the blue, and he gives you that there. Look, he's as I say, he's probably the same as Gavin White and Paul, the same type of player. You know what I mean? And they look, at, look what he's doing now. Yeah. He's scored for QPR, scored for Northern Ireland, so he's he's doing well. They've got that him. little bit extra, don't yeah, they? They do, yeah, uh, they do definitely. Cliffmill three, Ards nil, and the Reds needed that after losing in midweek at Solitude to Ballymena. Yeah, they bounced back again. They, you know, a couple of frustrating results for Cliffmill the previous week, and you know maybe perhaps one eye on the Irish Cup semi-final. But that's a good win for them, three nil at home to Ards. Expected to win that one, and Jay Donnelly with a with a hat trick for them, so that gives them a little bit of confidence now going into the Cup semi-final. Yeah, I think he he's playing third fiddle, not second fiddle, after his brother Rory. Yeah. And Big Joe, the goal, Gormley, uh, three goals. And he can he's a dangerous player, Jack. He's Always a player that I really like, Jackie. Any time I've seen him, he's, he's a real good quality player. Mm. He's got the ability to play through the middle and compete with his brother and with Joe Gormley as, an, as a striker. He's also got the ability to play out wide on the left or the right. Really good technical player, one of the best young players in the league for me and a good hat-trick for him last week. Yeah, and Clifford will four wins out of five. Uh, the one defeat was that one against Ballymena. If they could get that consistency, they'd be up there with the Crusaders and the Coleraines challenging for the title. There's no doubt about that. They've, they've got a, such a good squad of players, and with that man Gormley up front, they're always going to, you know, if they can create, they're always going to score goals. They've just been a little bit stop start this season. Certainly earlier in the season, they were, their form was poor. They came back and had a great run the middle part of the season. And then the last part of the season has been a bit frustrating again. You can see why Barry gets so frustrated because he knows the squad that he has there. Yeah. He probably expects a lot more of them. But again, he's only in the job. This is his first full season. He's got to try and build it. But certainly they're a team worth watching for next season if they can get things right. Yeah, I'm almost reluctant to mention the last match. Glen Torn won, Ballymena United 2. Glen Torn will not make the top six. No, and it's 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 disappointing. It's um, a knife through the heart, sir. Your your heart, I know. Glentorn <laughs> fans who have suffered a lot recently. It is because Big Ronnie's come in and he's done a great job, mm. and they were unbeaten in, in four league games going into that one. <coughs> and I thought there was a, an expectancy around the Oval that we're we're going to win here against Ballymena. We can make the top six. They actually only needed a draw, Jackie, Glentorn. But I was at the game, and to be truthful, I think Ballymena deserved it on the night. They were the better team. I think when Glentorn got back 1-1, they sat back a little bit and invited the pressure on them, and Ballymena got a fantastic winner with Kofi Palmer. But on the night, Ballymena were the better team, and again, 
Glen Torn's deficiencies are showing up. You know, the league table doesn't lie over the season, Jackie, and Glen Torn just haven't been good enough yeah. over the run of the season. And I think they've now they're in the bottom six now. They've got to get the new manager in now quickly. Yeah, and financially him, it doesn't help either. It doesn't help financially. We all know they could have been in the top six had those big gates against Linfield Crusaders, Coleraine. That would have helped them. They haven't got that. They've now got to start planning for next season with a new manager. Get him in. Let him see who he's going to keep, who he wants to bring in. I think that has to happen really quickly for Glenshorn. I think we should give uh, United boss David Jeffrey uh, a mention because they won at Cliftonville, they won at Glenshorn, and they won at home to Balna Mallard. Yeah. Even I, as a Balamina man, didn't see that coming. No, and I've actually wrote down here, big DJ, uh, on the notes because I just <laughs> I was remiss of me not to mention them. But what they were able to do there in the last couple of weeks is, is just fantastic. They pulled out some big wins. No one expected it. He got his players up for it. You could see that on Friday night. The Ballymena players were more up for it than Glenshorn were, mm. which I find you know hard to believe. Glenshorn should have been up for it as well, but Ballymena were up for it and got the result they needed. And you've got to give the big man tremendous credit. He's, he's working wonders there. Yeah, indeed. So as we approach the split, five games to go in this intriguing title race. Let's see how the Danske Bank League uh, Championship, the Premiership, is looking. There we are at the top. It's Crusaders on 82 points, two ahead of Coleraine, as we were saying. Coleraine secure in second place and guaranteed £240,000. Glenavon way back in uh, third place, 63 points. Linfield on 60, Cliftonville on 58, and back a bit, Valamina 47, but they are in that top six. Then we have Glen Torrent 45, Dingannon back in 35, Arch 33, Warren Point 24, Carrick 17, and Balna Mallard 12. And you would have to say Balna Mallard are a sticky wicket. They are, but that's five points, Jackie, and you've, you've still got the five games to go. Who knows, Harry? Against McCoy. teams of their own yep, ilk, it's, yeah. It's teams that they'll fancy, you know, we can get something. Having drawn with Linfield recently as well, it'll give them a little bit of a boost. So. Well, they've got to look at that and go, go positively in towards those games and see what they can get out of it. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's move on. Our special guest always gets a lot to say, and this man always has a lot to say, particularly the referees. But uh, <laughs> Oren Kearney keeps saying, uh, we're just enjoying the ride, we're enjoying the journey. Is it something you as a player, in your experience, you're 34 years of age, have you enjoyed it? I've enjoyed it. It's very enjoyable. See, even last year was enjoyable too, up until we, we got to the cup final after Christmas. From I joined, we went in a run of maybe 12, 13 games unbeaten. You know yeah. what I mean? And then got to the cup final, and a lot of boys were disappointed of how we played in the cup final. I think everybody knows we didn't do ourselves justice. That's why I think it's been such of a, a burst to get back this year, you know? So, but that, no, that's, even at the start of the season, nobody respected us to the season we had. But one thing led to another, we just kept running and running and running. And, that's where we end up now, so we're in a good place and hopefully it can continue. Yeah, I suppose when we were talking about the challengers at the start of the season, we maybe mentioned Coleraine, but maybe not with any great conviction, but there they are, 33 played, one defeat. No, and more the fools us, because even last season, as, as Owen said, from Christmas they went on a tremendous run, Yes, yeah, right. but still people didn't tip them for the title, they were obviously tipping Crusaders and Linfield as the main threats, and maybe maybe Cliftonville with the squad that they had, but you know, all credit to the Coleraine. They've made it a, 
a really fantastic title race for the whole season. Oh yeah, we're grateful to you and Paul Ren for yeah, making it exciting. No, no one else has pushed Crusaders. They're still with them. They can still win the double. And you've got all you can do is take your hat off to them, give them tremendous credit. And I would, it would be great to see them win the trophy. That's that's what they've got to try and get that trophy now. They've for two seasons now they've competed with the top teams, and it's all about winning trophies now. And I'm sure these guys are hungry for it. Mm. Semi-final of the Tennis Irish Cup on Saturday at the Showgrounds. Yep. You'll be big favourites. Yeah, we're strong favourites, but everybody knows what's happened to Laird over the last few months and the players they've signed. Uh, look, we'll, we'll treat it like any other game. Yes, you're favourites, but if you treat it like any other game and if you play the way we're playing the last couple of months, we'll do ourselves justice and hopefully we get to another final. But we know it's not going to be easy, but no games are at this time of the year. There's no semi-final ever, ever easy, no matter who you play. I saw Lauren beating uh, Ballymena United in the uh, quarter and... Uh, they have a lot of experience, a lot of quality now, with all this Galacticos money <laughs> rushing about. But uh, they'll make it difficult. They will, and, and they've got nothing to lose, really. I think all the pressure's on Coleraine of the Premiership team. They're up at the top of the league. Probably expected to win it. So Lauren will be going in there, and they'll, they'll just be hoping to make a big day of it with their fans. And I'm sure the manager will just be saying to them, just go out and play and enjoy the occasion. Don't let the occasion get better. Yeah, it's better a free game for them, yeah. really. And, you know, go out and play your game, express yourself, because they have got good players. They've got Marty Donnelly, Tommy Stewart, Davy McDade. Yeah. You know, they've got a lot of quality Irish Premier players in there. And on their day, they can cause you lots of problems. But, you know, Oren will know that, and he'll be well prepared. Corey will be well prepared. And as, as, as Owen said, after last year's disappointment in the Cup, they'll be really hungry to do well again. So I do fancy Coleraine to win the game, but I think Lauren will push them hard. Mm. And it's nice, Owen, I'm not sure if you know this, but Coleraine have sold out their allocation yeah. and Lauren have sold out theirs. There's going to be 3,500 there at least. Yeah, it's very good. It's, say, the sport this year for the Irish League in general has been very good. I think yeah. all the attendance is up and Coleraine's has been very good too, but uh, I know the tickets sold out in a few hours and that there. And even Tuesday night's game against Crusaders nearly sold out too, so... No, it's good. It's good to have that there. The big crowd, bigger the crowd, the better, I suppose. Absolutely. Uh, and then we look ahead to Tuesday. You mentioned the Easter Tuesday night, mm -hmm. first game in the split, and it's only first Crusaders against second place Coleraine at Seaview. Massive, massive game. Yeah, it is a massive game, but them's the games you want to be playing on too, you know. But uh, look, everybody knows Crusaders probably have the strongest panel. In the league, and even whenever Paul said there, they're missing three or four there against Warren Point and won the night and still went down, beat them 4 1. Yes. You know, we know what we're up against, but at the end of the day, if we play to our capabilities, and we'll be definitely able to give them a game and hopefully we can overhaul them, get three points, get back to the top of the league and put the pressure back on them. Because it's the artificial surface and people say, oh, Crusaders will be the favourite in their own patch and all that. But the nice thing about Coleraine is they have beaten them back in yeah. August in the league, three goals to two. Yeah. So that gives them a lift. It, it does, and I was at that game, and they were, you know, well worthy of their victory that day. They played really well that day. I was so impressed with them, and I think at that stage, everyone sort of went, "This Coleraine team's a good team here, beating Crusaders at home because Crusaders don't lose many at home." So they'll be going in with that in mind. They'll have that confidence, and, and Coleraine are a team that likes to get the ball down and play good football. Yeah. Got good players in their team, so the, the surface will suit them, and it all makes for a, a fantastic game of football. I mean. Yes, Crusaders had four or five players missing the other night. These guys are all back now. The Billy Joe Burns, Gavin White, Jordan Owens, they're all back. Coleraine have got a full panel available. It's going to be a cracking game of football, Jack. I'll have to make sure I'm at that one. And if uh, Crusaders were to win, 
that would be five clear with four left. A big ask. A big ask, but I don't think, as Paul says there, they still have to play Lumfield, Cliftonville and Glenavon, as we do as well, yeah. Alamina. You know, the the teams drop points, you know. Not, yeah. like, I, don't, I, I, I don't think, think you're think, right. I don't think Corian and our Crusaders are going to go the rest of the season without dropping points, whether it's been to be a draw or be, be a defeat. But uh, Tuesday night will be a big game. I'll go a long way to deciding it, you know, but it'll not be the end of the world. And if Coleraine were to win it, they'd be one point in front with four left. Yeah, then the nerves might kick yeah, in, uh, Skinner. It's a big incentive. Yeah. And the, you mentioned earlier the, the, the own the pressure. How do you cope with that pressure then? You know, there's different types of pressure. You know, they're coming from behind. They've got to try and beat Crusaders and Tuesday night to get themselves ahead. And then with that comes the added pressure of leading the league. Everyone's out yeah. to get you. So pressure can affect teams in different ways. And you know, Crusaders have that added pressure of slipping up last year in the back of their mind as well. Yes. So how will they cope with that? So it, it's really interesting, Jack, in, you know, say starting next Tuesday night or some cracking games coming up. But as a man who's won five leagues, <coughs> four with Glentorn, one with Crusaders, it's a nice pressure to have, as Owen was saying earlier. These it are is. the games you want to be playing. You want to be involved in this. I mean, I, I go and watch all these big games now and I wish I was playing again. The big crowds, big games, everything at stake. You know, league titles, Irish Cup, as Owen said, that's where you want to be. That's why you Those play. are the games you want to play in. And yes, as a younger player, maybe the pressure gets to you a little bit more, but the more experienced players are there to help the younger ones. And, you know, you've just got to cope with it and try and play your game as best you can on the night. But certainly tremendous for, for Coleraine and the Crusaders to be involved in this big game. Tell me about your Gaelic career, Gaelic football. Suppose where you come from, Glenullen. That was all it was in your younger days. Yeah, whenever I was young, I started, well, I've been playing Gaelic since I was five or six years of age, but I started playing senior football whenever I was 15, so since I was 15, 15. Years, uh, for the club team, so since I started playing there, it was just, it was all Gaelic, like I didn't really play any soccer, I played for a wee local team called Kilray United whenever the off-season of the Gaelic was over, whenever I was playing for Derry, and I was away for maybe three or four months in the winter, and then whenever I was 28, I went to Ballymoney, and Played five games for them, then went to Corey Orange, phoned me and signed me, and then the rest is history. So. Yeah. Tell me, just sticking with the Gaelic for a moment, uh, Glenullen, I take it you were a full forward or up there as a glory uh, hunter? No, I could play anywhere, Jackie. The best players normally to play anywhere, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> play, I was generally a forward, yeah, anywhere in the forward line. But uh, no, I really enjoyed the Gaelic, and I think it helps me now with the soccer because in the Gaelic, you'd, you'd normally have two or three people marking you, you know what I mean? Whereas yes. now it's soccer, it's not, it's not like that there, you know. But uh, no, I enjoy the Gaelic, I still do. But uh, Did you win things at Glenullen? We won a county championship in 2007, so that was the first time. We've only ever won two in the history of the club, so 85 and 2007, so that was probably the best sporting day I've ever had. You know, it was brilliant for, there's only like 150 houses in Glenullen, it's so a wee small parish, yes, you know. Yes, the so parish, yeah. But uh, means you know, a lot. Means a lot. Means a lot for the people there. And then I've won a nice league with Derry. And, but uh, I've played, played for Derry, the county side, for a long time. A long time, uh, eleven years, I think it was. So uh, that was very enjoyable. National league, that's National not league. too shabby. No, it's good. It's good. And um, we got to the Iron Quarter Final, Iron Semi Final, but I was injured in two thousand four. Uh, a couple of Iron Quarter Finals, Ulster Final, I was injured a week before it. But uh, no, it was very enjoyable. I enjoyed my time there. And, you know, but enjoying my time now with the soccer team. Yeah. So. You, you, you mentioned an injury there. You, you, your body has taken quite a pounding over the years. It has Give me the catalogue. You broke your leg playing Gaelic? broke my leg in 2004 playing Gaelic. I done my cruciate. Uh, what year was that? 2009. 2011, sorry, I done my cruciate. 
and then a dumb I broke my collarbone, I fractured my ribs last year. Yeah. I punctured my lung for the year. Was that the post? Thing. Had the post, yeah. Yeah. And then this year I was out for three and a half months with a partial tear in my cruciate ligament, so mm. been busy, but it's alright, so you come back bigger and stronger, you know. <laughs> you must be full like a mechano, Sam. <laughs> no, no, I've had really bad injuries, but look, one thing, whenever I'm out injured, I'm always trying to get back as quick as I can because I hate being out. You know, I'd, I don't understand why people retire and not play football and stuff like that there because I'd want these passes. He'd love to be playing. I'd love to play them 50 if I could, you know. I mean, you look yeah. at Stephen Douglas and Wanky and boys like that there. Like, you play to your Stephen 40. Stephen Douglas must be over 50. Well, you only tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just using him as an example. You know, yeah, that's right. You like Stephen's like, 40. Yeah, yeah, you like to play as long as you well, can. Well, he played you know? 38. Uh, 38, yeah. Yeah, you're a long time retired. Yeah, you're a long time retired, you know, and I enjoy it. I enjoy it there going every Saturday too and a Tuesday and Thursday night. And, Going every Saturday to the games and stuff like that there, and all may continue. Yeah, you're 34, as mm-hmm. I said. Uh, you've had few injuries, as we've just heard. Uh, how much more can the body stand? When's your contract up? I've another year and a half left, but I've been out ordinary to get me on the centre half for the next couple of years. So, <laughs> but he keeps on laughing at me, but I'm serious. <laughs> but, uh, it's easier at the back. It's easier at the back, that's how you want to go on. You know, sure, Dougie can play, anybody can play it. But uh, no, I've another, hopefully I'll be there, hopefully I'll play for an hour. So I'll play for as long as I can, Jackie. I don't actually know, but whenever things are going well, you know, everything's good. So yeah. just keep it going for as long as I can. And your football career after Ballymoney, you were at Cole Raynor and took you there. You were yeah. only there six, six months. Six months, and then I went to... Why'd you go to Glenavon? Money? No, Gary Fomey. At that time, Corey had signed David McDade from York. Yes. And there's a couple of other strikers there. And just uh, Gary Fomey, I was really interested in what he was saying, you know what I mean? And just to want a change. And thankfully I did because it you know, kind of helped me too in the long run, you know. And I really enjoyed my time up there. Glenavon's a great club. I was very, I'm very lucky I've played for probably two of the best clubs in the nice league and two of the best young managers, you know, who yes. looked after me. Yeah. You know, and I'm very friendly with both of them. And I went up there two and a half great years there, won the Irish Cup. We were in Europe. Uh, this is, you, know, hey, you beat Linfield 2 0. Yeah, 2 0. That was yeah. my last live commentary. Uh, so, yeah, I'm tears, tears. <laughs> no, no, that was, that was a good day. It was a good day and a good times up there. And then I came to Korea last year and we've got the Cup final. And hopefully, after Saturday, we'll be in the one, you know. Paul, I have to say, not to embarrass him, for a guy who came in from Gaelic football, to soccer, he very quickly got the hang of soccer, playing up front, holding the ball up, bringing people into play, apart from scoring goals. And I give him credit for that. I don't know whether you agree with me. Huh? Yeah, I do agree. Jackie is, you know, someone coming from from the Gaelic background and coming in and hitting the ground, running the way the way Owen was able to do it, you know, and score goals straight away for for the clubs that he's played for. It's it's full credit to him. And as I said earlier on, he's a a real handful to play against as well, and you know even. He would nip you in things. I, you know. Wouldn't nip, but I'd maybe You certainly know you're in a game, yeah. and you speak to the tough centre halves like Colin Coates and, and and people at Linfield, Jimmy Callagher and boys like that, and they'll all tell you you're in for you're in for a, a hard afternoon when you're up against the big man. And he's been a breath of fresh air for the Irish League. You know, as you said before, he's a great character as well, and mm. and uh, not only a good player but a really good character, and he's been a great asset for Coleraine since Oran brought him back. How difficult was it for you to adapt from Gaelic? You said you said earlier about three man marking in Gaelic football was different. Was it easier to adapt than you thought? Uh, well, it's hard to know, but I see what well, definitely was easier because the Gaelic is all about tactics and you've men set out, and whereas soccer is totally different, you know what I, I mean? But 
No, I find it. I find it all right. You know, as, as I say, whenever you have two or three men around you, and when they get sharper, you've only maybe one or two. You know, it's, it's not. It's not as hard, but. No, look, there's tough, as he said, there's some tough centre halves out there, but I enjoy it, you know, I enjoy that side of the game, you know, and it's not easy, but... I get the impression you do, yeah. I do enjoy it, I, <laughs> hey, there's days it doesn't go my way and there's days you'd be cross and, you know what I mean, but sure, you just have to get on with it, and every day's it's a different day, you know. Tell me about Oren Kearney, what special quality does he have? Oren's top-class manager, a good friend, and... He treated me well, and sometimes, it, like, even last week, the two weeks ago, there he left me out against uh, Arge, so it was, you know. The cheek of him. I know, that's what I said to him. <laughs> no, but hey, he was 100% right. Like, we had three tough games in a week, you know what yes. I mean? He said to me, Owen, you know, you have to, I need you for all the games. And you know, he's always thinking ahead, and he's always thinking the best for himself, you know what I mean? And say, I got on very well with him, and the job he's done, like, everybody knows, there's no secret, like, two or three years ago, people down around Korean were looking him out. And, yeah. You know, thank God Colin stood by it him. Shows and they're, reaping, they're reaping the rewards for it now, so yeah. fair play to him, and he deserves everything he gets and all the plaudits that he gets. And you finally, after all the pounding the body has taken, you have a year and a half left in your contract. You'll play that at least, will you? Oh, well, I and hopefully, hopefully a lot more. But uh, hopefully build a new house. I don't know about building a new house, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe get a new car. <laughs> but. Uh, no, I was, uh, I'm looking forward. Hopefully, we can win something this year. A bit of silverware will be icing on the cake. You know, it's good to get under these games and under the finals and stuff like that. But you really need for the younger players, especially, you know, mm. for later on in their career, you need to you need to win something. You know. Yeah, well, I think uh, most neutrals will be hoping you do win some sort of silverware of some sort. Let's look ahead to the fixtures this weekend. The two big ones we've touched on already: the Tennant's Irish Cup semi-finals at the Ballymena Showgrounds. It's Coleraine against uh, Larne. Coleraine, four to seven, four to one. Larne, four to seven is not a bad price. Yeah, it's a good price for Coleraine. They're, they're flying high. That you know, they're, they're the favourites in that one, and rightly so because their their form's been brilliant. They haven't lost too many games, so. I'd have to fancy Coleraine in that one, but I do think it'll be a, t- a close enough game, Jackie. Yeah. Cliftonville in the other semi-final against Loch Gall at the Oval. Cliftonville, 4-7. to seven. No, sorry, 1-4. to four. And Loch Gall, 9-1. to one. Yeah, massive odds for Loch Gall. Short odds for Cliftonville. It's to be expected again. Cliftonville, I know the Oval well. They've, they've won there this season. and They're coming off the back of a 3-0 defeat of odds there during the week. And the confidence will be high for them. And... I fully expect Cliftonville to beat Loch Gaw on the day, but again, Loch Gaw's just got to go out and, you know, have no fear and go out and play to the best. It's a free one for them as it well. It is indeed, but you would you would expect that if Coleraine and Cliftonville play well on the day and their attitudes spot on, those two teams should reach a final for me. Yeah, I think I would agree with you that the two seniors should see their way through the one league game on Saturday. It's the 33rd league game for Warren Point and Dungannon at Warren Point. 6-4 the point and 7-5 Dungannon Swifts at 3 o'clock on Saturday. That's not a bad price for the Swifts. Yeah, good price and they've obviously beat Glenavon 3-2 last week. Confidence will be high there as well. Warren Point's coming off the back of a defeat to the Crusaders and the new managers come in there and I could see the other night they're trying to play tidy football out from the back. I think it was the wrong tactics against Crusaders the other night, so something for him to think about. And I think Dungannon, I think they'll shade that one if they fancy them in that game. Yeah, and then on Tuesday night, we don't have the prices for Tuesday night. Crusaders, I would say they'd be odds on favourite. Coleraine might be 5-4 to four or something. Who, who do you think will win 
That it's one. tough on the call. <laughs> Jenny, it's not, Tell me after the show. Not because the big man's here, but it is a, such a tough game to call. You know, two, yeah, two great absolutely. teams, and it's a game everyone's looking forward to. Glenavon against Linfield on Tuesday night as well, and Ballamina against Cliffmill. So going down, Crusaders Cole Rain, it's one against two. Glenavon Linfield, three against four. Ballamina Cliffmill, six against five. So our £50 charity bet supplied courtesy of Bet McLean. Uh, it's for uh, Heartbeat for Children in the uh, Children's Hospital at the Royal Victoria Hospital. We haven't won yet, so sorry people up there. We'll try and get it right. So are we going to be cautious this week? I'm going to go for Coleraine. Four to seven. I think it's a good price for Coleraine as well this week. So. Yeah, I'll go for Coleraine at four to seven. You go Coleraine four to seven. I think I'd go for Dungannon Swifts at seven to five. So seventy-five. That'd be a hundred and twenty pound going on a four to seven. How much would that be, Stephen? Two hundred pound. That's uh, Owen's minder. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Hard time booking. So that's it. Owen, your top man. Thank you. Thank you. I'll see you on Saturday. Yep. I'll be at your game. Paul, thank you. Cheers, everyone. And Paul, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. So there we are. Get out there, get to some of the games, support your club. You'll enjoy it. From all of us, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.